So remember to go and watch on YouTube. And how do you do that? You go to youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin, you hit, you smash the like button, you hit subscribe and you hit the little notification and it will tell you when I'm here doing the show for y'all. And today I'm doing it later in the afternoon. Uh, I had, I have a new bookkeeper and she actually had to physically come by the studio in order to pick up a whole bunch of documents and stuff that she has to go through. So uh, that completely interrupted uh, my entire morning, but it was great because she's awesome and it's stuff I've got to get done because I don't understand, don't understand bookkeeping. So she came to take care of all, take, took it all away. She literally took all my problems away. And then of course, today was back to work. And so then I had to get some food and then I had to come back and, and do all the show notes. And I actually have a new like inside baseballs. Do I have the inside? Do I have the inside baseball song? I do. Got a little monitor stand. It's it's on wheels and you can move it anywhere. And I, I got it and it's right below, right below the lens right there. So now watch, tell me if you can tell the difference. Tell me if you can tell the difference. Looking at the lens, looking at the screen, looking at the lens, looking at the screen, looking at the lens, looking at the screen. Can you tell the difference? A little bit, right? But less than before because it's way closer to the lens. So now I can read stuff and it looks a little less like I'm looking like that, right? Okay, good. We all happy? Good. Let's do some news. I have some bad news. Maybe you think, oh, and I'm wearing your sweater, guys. The sweater that you all like so much, the green sweater. Yeah, thank you, Brianne, for saying nice sweater. Are you trolling me, Brianne, or are you genuinely saying because you know every time I wear this sweater, I get this compliment. And somebody who's never seen me in the sweater before today, five minutes ago on a Zoom, uh, said, oh, it's a really nice sweater. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me get my uh, <laughs> my audio ready. Warm up, warm up the old, uh, the old soundboard here. Like that's your name, dude. Right. And I did just show my son the big Lebowski also. Thank you, Maggie. Okay. But Brianne, are you trolling me or, or what? Yeah. Okay. So lib tech SF, I don't love the fit either. Okay. The sweater has problems. First of all, look at how long the sleeves are. And I have these pulled back. Look at how long the sleeves are. On this sweater. First of all, that's, that's how they want to be. So that's wrong. If you look at this part of the neck, it's kind of like, I don't know, it doesn't, it, it's not that great. And it's short. It's short. If I, it's way above the belt line. Anyway, check this out. My friends at Samson just sent me this awesome new microphone. I am so into this microphone. This is the Samson Q9U microphone. Uh, it, it looks, Hey, it looks a little bit like him, doesn't it? Um, it, it also looks a little bit maybe like the RE20. It looks a little bit like the HAL PR40. This is, uh, and you know, it looks a little like the Rode Pod mic too. Uh, but I love Samson microphone. Samson, I actually, the very first microphone I had back in 2006 when I started my very first podcast, Hive Logic Radio, was on a Samson USB microphone. And what's, uh, I'm not doing the review of it here. I've been, I've been doing a lot of testing with it because I'm going to make a product video. Apparently I'm like one of the first people in the United States to have this guy. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's a front address mic, as you can guess. Um, and this actually is very, very similar to the Shure SM7 in the way that it attaches. So all of you Shure SM7B fans 
Uh, you're going to like the way that this works. And I think that's probably what they were thinking almost maybe as a drop in replacement kind of thing. But what's really great about this microphone, really, really cool is it's both an XLR microphone as well as a USB microphone. And what that means is you can plug in your, uh, can we get a, can we get a close up, Frank? Um, you can't get a close. Okay. Can't get a close up. Uh, but it, right here, you've got the XLR input right next to it. You've got the USB input. And, uh, that means you don't need to have a preamp with this thing. You can take this on the road with you. You can take this anywhere, plug this in. And this is your, uh, this is your microphone. But if you already have a setup, like I do here, you can plug it in and it'll play nicely with your setup. So this is really nice in that you could get this kind of microphone. And then as your, your gear improves over time, you can still use it. You don't have to replace it with something else. Uh, and of course it has monitoring and other things like that. So because this isn't a podcast review uh, show, this is the news show, y'all probably don't care at all. But that's all right, because here it is, and I'm going to be making a, a video later this week. So. So what? Okay. Okay. Also, I uh, hope you like the Max Headroom style thing yesterday. Did you see Matt Howie completely copied me? And, uh, and he got like 300 likes, and I got five. So thanks, thanks, Matt. Called him out on it too. And of course, no one saw that either. Okay, so now here is the bad news. Um, Not happy about this personally, Uh, but um, no one cares what I think. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott has said it is now time to open Texas 100% and end the statewide mask mandate. And of course, public health experts say the move is risky and comes much too soon. Surprise, surprise, Greg, that everyone but you thinks this is a horrible, horrible idea. So Texans will no longer be required to wear a face mask in public and all businesses can open at full capacity starting next week. Uh Um, Uh-huh. 42,500 Texans have been killed by the pandemic. Um, He said that he cited growing vaccination rates for his decision, although fewer than 2 million Texans are fully inoculated uh, and we have 29 million here. Uh, the announcement puts Texas at odds with federal experts who have said that even as vaccinations rise, people still need to wear masks, avoid crowds and socially distance. He says, look, declining hospitalizations. But yeah, experts are warning that those gains are slowing and could actually reverse Ah, uh, so starting next Wednesday, all businesses will be allowed to open at 100% capacity for the first time in nearly a year. He said businesses can still choose to limit customers or require masks. And you know how well that would go for businesses that do that compared to the ones that don't. So. Ponderous, man. Ponderous. Uh, stimulus checks uh, have Americans in agreement, of course. Yeah, we all want them. But the country is actually split on everything else. So listen to this. This is uh, on, a, on a website called Study Finds. It says uh, new data shows that nearly a third of Americans would support splitting the country up into regions. In a year filled with civil unrest and the deepest political divisions in recent history, America is coming together on one issue. COVID-19 relief in the form of continued stimulus checks. Right. That's great. Everyone wants that. But check this out. They actually say that uh, 42% of people would be cool with this. 
It says, while Americans agree on the need for stimulus checks during the pandemic, the events surrounding the 2020 presidential election and President Trump's subsequent impeachment continues to divide voters. Researchers find just 22% Republican respondents have confidence in the integrity of the 2020 election results. That's far less than the 42% of Republican policy experts polled by the survey, right? But succeeding from the nation, from the union, you ever heard about this? Well, check this out. Here's a little map for you. It says, while stunning talk of succession from states like Texas and other Republican-leaning areas may sound like a radical idea, the survey finds many Democrat voters actually support breaking up the United States as well. Quote, until recently, we would have regarded it as too marginal to include a survey, but state legislators in Mississippi and Texas and state GOP leaders in Texas and Wyoming have openly advocated succession in recent months, prompting us to design two survey items to gauge perceptions of this idea, the researchers said. Um, Only 21% of Democrat voters support succession. The idea is very popular on the left in areas where Democrats hold power, though. So, uh, FYI, this is not going to happen. Mags in the chat room says, I'm only going to give my business to businesses that continue requiring masks of their employees and customers. Many are doing the same here in Austin, Texas. Brianne says, how do they conduct the surveys? I don't know how they conduct them. And uh, there you go. Uh, so uh, it's time for Excuse COVID me. talk. I'm in need of medical attention. The latest bill, um, latest information on the COVID-19 stimulus bill, Biden is going to be talking with Senate Democrats today. He may have already done it because I'm recording a little bit later uh, on uh, basically the relief bill and everything else, the whole plan of relief. It said that um, he joined the Democrats virtually because he's, you know, chilling in, in, in his house, the White House. And uh, basically, Democrats are facing pressure to stick together to pass what they're calling a sweeping rescue package. Uh, Biden held a virtual meeting with a group of Senate Democrats yesterday on Monday, and he is supposed to or may have already given some remarks on it. But basically, what he's saying is that um, the, the Democratic majority needs to play a bigger role in getting this package across the finish line because there is a 50-50 partisan split, and uh, Vice President Harris is acting as the tiebreaker on this. The House did pass uh, Biden's $1.9 trillion package early Saturday morning with zero Republicans voting in favor of it. Uh, sorry, we've got to have a little bit of uh, laughing about that. Um, and we do have our... Uh, Come on, man. There you go. Thanks to... Uh, who sent me that? Anyway, someone sent me that. Uh, so, you know, this could go either way at this point. Um, but Biden is trying very hard to uh, give everyone some hope here in this situation. Um, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson have said they will have enough doses to fully vaccinate 130 million people, one third of the population, by March. So assuming that, that things start going more smoothly in, in your town and mine, that by the end of this month, March, we should have a third of the country vaccinated. Uh, and there's actually better news than that. Um, they, these same companies told uh, the White House committee last week that they expect to provide enough vaccine for more than 400 million people, way more than the U.S. population, by the end of July. So... Assuming that things go well, what does that mean? That means summertime, end of summer, mid midsummer. 
uh, we may have the majority of people either having had it or being vaccinated against it or both. And that's some really cool news. I also read, oh, and by the way, the UK is, uh, the UK has a, uh, actually they're ahead of us in vaccination drives and they are uh, just fueling hopes that we could be celebrating uh, that kind of freedom by July 4th. What do you think of that? Pulled in a little, uh, little joke there. Now, the Royal Caribbean, you know, the, the cruise line, they are planning their first fully vaccinated cruise in Israel. The uh, ship is called the Odyssey of the Seas, and guests and crew will be vaccinated when it departs from Israel in May. So everybody will be fully vaccinated on there. When I read this, I started to wonder, does this mean that they're going to make sure that nobody on the ship has it? How do they prevent that? Do they require you to take a test and then they vaccinate you? I don't know. Well, anyway, here's the quote. It says, in conjunction with Israel's health and tourism authorities, Royal Caribbean will be the first to offer fully vaccinated sailings. While both crew and guests above the age of 16 will be vaccinated against COVID-19, Royal Caribbean said in a news release announcing the cruise, details on the additional health and safety measures to be implemented by Israel and Royal Caribbean will be announced at a later date. They don't say whether or not um, kids and teens under 16 will be welcomed aboard or if they just won't be vaccinated. That's not clear. And that um, that's disappointing. Okay, here's my kind of my main story, okay? Um, this is a weird one. Well, maybe it's not so weird, but six Dr. Seuss books are going to not be published anymore because of what they're calling racist images, racist images. Uh, the books that they are uh, going to be stopped publishing are, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, if I ran the zoo, and uh, I thought there was a, this one had a definitive list, McElligot's Pool, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. Those are the ones that uh, they say, this is written by Dr. Seuss Enterprises, who owns all the trademarks, copyrights for the books. These books portray people in ways that are harmful and wrong, they told the uh, Associated Press. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families. Uh, the decision to cease publication and sales of the books was made last year after months of discussion, the company said. Dr. Seuss Enterprises listened and took feedback from our audiences, including teachers, academics, and specialists in the field. As part of our review process, we then worked with a panel of experts, including educators, to review our catalog of titles. Um, so here's what's wrong with some of these books. In and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, an Asian person is portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks, and eating from a bowl. If I Ran the Zoo includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appear to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads. Um, these books, for the most part, um, were done, you know, in the maybe 20s or 30s, or was it later? Well, anyway, um, $33 million before taxes uh, is how much these books collectively, all of the Dr. Seuss books made in, in 2020. Um, that was up from $9.5 million five years ago. 
Forbes listed them, uh, or actually uh, Dr. Seuss himself was listed as number two on the highest paid dead celebrities of 2020 behind Michael Jackson. He was the only one. <laughs> he's in first place. Um, Dr. Seuss books filled more than half of the top 20 slots on Amazon's bestseller list uh, within two hours of this announcement coming out. Mulberry Street and If I Ran the Zoo were on the list, along with other places you'll go, Green Eggs and Ham and others still being published. You know, people obviously confused. They probably think, oh, no, all the Dr. Seuss books are, are being taken away. But no, it's it's these six. Um, what's interesting is that Dr. Seuss is adored by millions uh, and his books are adored by millions because they have positive values and they teach things like environmentalism and tolerance. And recently, though, uh, there's been criticism saying that the way that blacks, Asians and some others are drawn uh, is is not cool. And so I'm curious about this. Um, and I, I, I've spent a little bit of time reading about it. What's interesting is Dr. Seuss's daughter was saying, don't not publish the books. If you feel that there's something wrong with them, add a disclaimer, put a disclaimer on the cover or in as the first page of the book or something, but don't take the books away. They shouldn't be taken away. And this makes me, I just really think about this a lot. I, I think about freedom of speech a lot. I think about it not just because I'm out here talking most days. And by the way, if you want to support me, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me a buck. Really, you want to give me $5 because I do this five days a week, four weeks a month. And that's a lot of content that I make for y'all. You don't pay anything. And I, you know how I know you don't pay anything? Because I see how many thousands of downloads the show gets. And I see how many hundreds and sometimes thousands of you guys watch each and every one of these videos. And I have like 50 donors. So all of you who are watching this should feel horrible. You should because you are terrible, terrible people to not support me. But for those of you who do, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Some of you only give a dollar, but that's wonderful. You're helping me pay my bills. Underneath this desk is not a pile of cash. Did you know that? No. Uh, this is how I pay my bills. You guys supporting me. So thank you for that, those of you who do. But I think about freedom of speech. I also think about it in terms of Fireside and how my customers on Fireside, um, what if they said something? What if they said something that was completely false or horrible or wrong or racist? or what, How would I handle it? So I pay a lot of attention to this stuff. But... I don't feel like something should be taken away from people. I love the idea of a disclaimer. You put something on there and it says, hey, listen, this was written in a different time. This was drawn in a different time. It may offend you. It may trigger you. It may make you feel wrong. Maybe you shouldn't read it. Does that mean that it should be taken away though? And here's the part that I think is what we need to pay attention to. And it comes down to intent. I don't believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but this is my opinion, man. And somewhere in here I have, well, that's like your opinion, man. Do I have it? I have it. I just watched that movie again last night. You know, it's not as funny when I don't have it ready and then I have to search for it during the show. So I'm going to say even if I find it, uh, I shouldn't play it, but I will play this, this one. This is our concern, dude. So the concept for me is do people need to be protected or do we declare that something is bad because of something like this there are plenty 
plenty of references in things that I see every day and read every day that might offend me because of my ethnicity. But you know what? They don't because I don't care about it. And because I don't believe that, that people are so delicate and so fragile that if they see something that's a little bit offensive, okay, but then you get into the conversation of systemic racism. And that's a completely different thing. And I think that that's the argument that people are making against taking or for taking these books away, saying they contribute to that. And I am not an expert on that. And I don't know if they do or not. And I haven't read any of these studies that they've done or what they're talking about for their reasoning behind it. So what do you think? Would a disclaimer be enough or should the books be removed? Let me know in the comments or if you're here in the live chat, I would love to hear it. But right below there in the, in the comments, tell me what you think. Help me figure this out because I don't know the answer. Um, these books apparently are offensive in some ways or those images within the books are offensive to uh, black people and to Asian people as well. I would love to hear from black people and Asian people are they offensive to you? And, and, and if so, what do you think should be done about it? Should they be removed and no, not published anymore? Should they be removed from libraries? Should people take them off the bookshelves of their home and burn them? I don't know the answer. I legitimately don't know the answer, but I would love to hear what you think about these issues. And if you do leave some good comments, we can, uh, we can come back to it. So, uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. A 1990s iMac processor is what's powering NASA's Perseverance <laughs> rover. Did you know that? I definitely did not know that. Um, it says, um, it says, new scientist reports that the Perseverance rover is powered by a PowerPC 750 processor, which was also used in Apple's original 1998 iMac G3, which is the colorful ones with see-through. You know, again, they this is kind of a clickbaitish sort of an article um, because. It's, it makes it sound like it's the CPU that like they, they like pulled out of an iMac and like shoved into, no, it's just the same CPU style, the same architecture, but I know this because Tyler knows you know. this. Uh, anyway, it was a single core, 233 megahertz processor compared to the multi-core five gigahertz plus frequency, modern CPUs. It's incredibly slow, but it has dynamic branch prediction which is still using modern processors today. Um, and, uh, you know, why did they pick this one? Well, here's some of the reasons. It says that um, BAE Systems, Bay Systems, manufactures a radiation-hardened version of the PowerPC 750 called the RAD 750. It can withstand 200,000 to 1 million RADs and temperatures between 55 and 125 degrees Celsius, which is uh, minus 67 uh through 257 degrees Fahrenheit for those of us who use an awesome temperature scale like Fahrenheit because fondly Fahrenheit. Mars says doesn't have the same type of atmosphere as Earth. No kidding, which protects us from the sun's rays. So one flash of sunlight and it's all over for the Mars rover before its adventure can begin. Each one of these CPUs costs more than $200,000. And here's a picture of it. Pretty neat. huh? Oh, and for those of you who uh, can't see it, of the it's a picture of a CPU. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, you know, I love off-road vehicles. You wouldn't know that about me unless I told you, which I just had. Thank you. 
I love when Wall I go to a website and delivers your car for service and a commercial starts playing. Because Don't you love that? It's my favorite thing in the world. I want every website to do that. Every website, when you go to it, should start playing an unrelated video with a commercial on top of it. That's, I, this, that's what I want. This is what I want from the internet. Give me, you're not listening, internet. Give me an unrelated video prefaced by an ad in a pop-up that's hard to close. This is what I want. Web designers, listen up. I'm telling you what works. Okay, so check this out. This is, this is a very cool Jeep. Now, I don't really generally like Jeeps that much. Um, I like people who drive Jeeps, but I don't have one. But I actually like this one for some reason. It's, it's um, in my opinion, it was kind of the response in a way to the Ford Bronco, the new Bronco coming out that's awesome. I feel like Jeep's like, oh yeah, you are kind of coming out with some cool stuff, but we're going to come out with something that's different, but cool. And, and it's called the Islander. This thing has been uh, on the back burner for 11 years. It's been unavailable. Well, it is, they call it, it's a beachy. It's designed to be beachy, right? So Bronco came out and they're like, we're going to be off-roading in the mountains. And Jeep's like, well, we own the beaches then. Uh, it's a four by four. It's basically a Wrangler Sport S. It has 17, 17 inch wheels and rock rails from the Wrangler Rubicon. It features this Islander badging. It has the Tiki Bob decal on the hood and a surf blue stitching on the upholstery. And I, I looked for, um, I looked for a picture of Tiki Bob to show you. Um, but I wasn't able to find one. So you're just going to have to use your imagination, but uh, how expensive is this? Um, you can get a Tiki Bob spare tire cover. Prices start at about $35,000 for two-door models, thirty-eight dollars for four-door. Why would you want a four-door? And the Islander can be equipped with uh, whether they all of their gas and diesel engines. So you take your pick. Um, they also have, there is a, what they, Jeep makes SUVs, of course, you know that. But uh, here's a picture of their Renegade subcompact SUV. It has gotten a similar treatment uh, in the Islander style. This one starts at 29,000 for front wheel drive, but, uh, please don't buy this. You don't want that. You want the regular Islander, this guy here. If this is your jam, why am I talking about it today? I don't know. Now here's one last thing. I thought this was really cool. This is a, you've, have you ever seen the duck rabbit illusion? This is where it's a rotating image or you can rotate it. And if you look at it sideways, it looks like a duck. And if you turn it so the pointy parts up, it looks like a like a rabbit. Well, there is um you, you've heard of Google Cloud Vision or the Goog, as I say, and the Goog has this thing called Cloud Vision, um, and it interprets the image the same way that our minds interpret it. So let me show you this thing. Hold on. Yeah, let me maximize that. Okay, so check this out. Oh, that's nice and blurry. Actually, I'm not going to show it to you that way because it's too blurry. Uh, but here it is. You can see, look, there it goes. Now it's a bunny and Goog, the Goog sees it as a rabbit. And then when it flips back around the rest of the way, they start, it, Goog starts seeing it as a duck. The blue bar up here is a duck. The red one is a rabbit. Look at that. Look at that. That's kind of cool, isn't it? I thought it was kind of cool. Well, we're at our, about our 30 minute time limit. And, uh, and that's about all that I have for you today. So uh, I'll just repeat the basics here. Dan Benjamin, that's where you want to go to follow me. Follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm posting 
uh, a lot of stuff there. And if you want to get in touch with me, Instagram is the best way to do that. I'm at Dan Benjamin there and on Twitter and on YouTube. Of course, like and subscribe. Don't forget to ring the bell like I'm showing you right there so you get a notification because pretty soon Periscope's going to be gone. Bye, Periscope. And of course, remember to support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me a buck. Give me five. I appreciate it. It's how I pay my mortgage. And I'm not joking. And if you don't support the show, I don't know what will happen. So do it. And I appreciate all of you who have. And that's all I've got for you today. I do plan to be back at the regular time tomorrow morning. So thanks to all of you who tuned in today at this late time. I'll see you in the morning. Keep sending me those links. Have a good one.